When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. Plumbers Local 68 skilled journeymen and apprentices are proudly serving Houston, Beaumont, Bryan College Station, the Coastal Bend area, the Rio Grande Valley, and 62 other surrounding counties. Doing it right the first time, Plumbers Local 68. For more information, visit us on the web at www.plu68.com. That's www.plu68.com. Mike Holly, class of 1990, has been protecting the interest of Cougars for over 30 years. First as a Cougar offensive lineman in the late 80s, and now as the president and CEO of HRP. HRP provides comprehensive human capital management services, including HR compliance, benefits administration, and payroll. Don't struggle another day with the demands of human resources. Let HRP eliminate these burdens so you can get back to growing your business. Learn how HRP can protect your organization. Visit HRP.net today. Welcome into Kook's Corner. I'm Jeremy Branham. We have a very special episode of Kook's Corner for you. The other night, seven new members were inducted to the Hall of Honor, the class of 2023, comprising of Mike Booker, men's golf, Michael Bourne, Rick Brewer of baseball, Sonia Watkins-Ellis of women's basketball, Simon Fletcher of football, Sandra Cummings-Glover track, and Case Keenum, of course, with football. So today's Kooks Corner, we talked to almost every single one of them. Six interviews with the six inductees. The only one we didn't get a chance to talk to was Simon Fletcher. Unfortunately, uh, the, the plans didn't work out to get Simon Fletcher on. But we got the other six. Mike Brewer, Michael Bourne, Rick Brewer, Sonia Watkins-Ellis, Sandra Cummings-Glover, and Case Keenum. 
So for the next half hour to 45 minutes or so, our conversations with six of the seven Class of 2023 Hall of Honor inductees. Our first guest tonight at the Hall of Honor Class of 2023 is Mike Booker. Golfer in 1976-1977, was a 1977 NCAA national champ and All-American. Mike, congratulations. Hey, thank you. Great to be here. Who's, uh, who's here with you tonight? My wife, uh, Patty, and my daughter, Caitlin. They're going to present the jacket tonight. Wow, be great. You looking forward to? Did you clear out room for the jacket? <laughs> color coded in the closet. There's always room for the Hall of Honor jacket. Believe me. <laughs> Take me back to the uh, you know '76 and '77, playing in a prestigious golf program with, with Dave Williams leading the charge. What, what do you remember about those years? You know, I remember a few things. Uh, I grew up uh, outside Los Angeles, and uh, I remember be, when Coach Williams was recruiting me. Uh, back then, there was no real internet, no, no uh, other than the U.S. mail. So I was always getting clippings of the team, how they won this tournament, won that tournament. And I was looking at quite a few schools at the time, but U of H was always the top school for me. Uh, and I, I just never thought I was ever going to be able to come here. But they were the national champions. They were the place that all the good players wanted to go to. So that was always my dream. And uh, when that dream came true, it just, I still almost can't believe how, how great it was. What was uh, how, So it sounds like you were an easy sell to come to the University of Houston. It doesn't sound like Coach Williams had to recruit you too hard. No doubt at all. And uh, by the time I was ready to get in my 1970 Mustang and drive from California out here to Houston, I had probably received uh, 30 pieces of uh, clippings. And I felt like I knew all the guys' names on the team. And so I felt very welcome when I, when I first got here. All of the, uh, the history with the golf program, all of the national championships, sometimes I like to argue with people and say that it's the greatest college dynasty of all time, what, what Dave Williams did. What would you say to that? Well, no other Division I school of any sport has ever won 16 national titles, so it's kind of like I don't think there's much of a debate there. Yeah. What's your, uh, I, I agree, because uh, you look at what UCLA basketball did, some of the football programs, and like you said, 16 national championships, they're in a class by themselves. It's arithmetic. <laughs> what were some of your favorite memories uh, playing at the University of Houston and under Coach Williams? We know it's interesting. Oklahoma State really had the stacked team. In 76, they won the NCAA, and uh, they had everybody coming back, and they were, and they had run over us a couple of times during the year, so they fully expected to win the NCAA back-to-back. And so I think one of my greatest memories of my life, really, will be when we were able to pull off, I won't call it an upset, because we believe we could win. And Coach Williams had us believing that we could win. Uh, but the, uh, the fact that Oklahoma State was such a heavy favorite and for us to pull it out was uh, one of the great memories of my life. What was the format like back then? It was straight metal play, 72 holes, so everybody go play. At five players at a time, you take the best four scores. Okay. How's the golf game these days? You know, uh, <laughs> golf game is uh, comes and goes, but uh, my golf game, I'm pretty satisfied with it. I'm still kind of completing, um, and I'm playing senior golf now, so I'm 68 years old, so that's what I play in. Um, and uh, it's decent. It's holding up. We just had the state uh, senior up in uh, Amarillo last weekend. I finished top 10. So at, for me, that's, I shouldn't be too disappointed. Shot your age yet? I have uh, half a dozen times. I've oh, shot wow. under my age. I, I finally shot on my age, 68. I, I had a couple of, couple of three scores under my age. And, I, you know, I'm not going to come in the last hole and bogey just so I can shoot my age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make any sense, right? Game nope. like golf, you're no, trying to get the that low score. <laughs> Give me your, uh, your best or favorite Dave Williams story. I never had the honor of meeting him. Well, you know, I'll tell you one of the great Dave Williams story that I was on a podcast. Uh, I wrote this book, and the guy had me on the, uh, the Baylor coach who used to be the assistant coach 
at Oklahoma State. And this one of these very uh, times that I talked about where Oklahoma State just killed us was out in the Phoenix, Arizona, Scottsdale, Arizona. They beat us by like 50 strokes. I mean, they just killed us. And, uh, and so Coach Williams, and this is a story told by the assistant coach at Oklahoma State on this podcast, Coach Williams came over to him and said, Coach, congratulations, uh, really great playing, uh, very proud of you guys. He said, but you know what? He said, Coach, you're, Dave Williams telling him, he says, you know, you're going to want some of those 50 strokes back when we meet you all at the NCAA in a couple of months. And, the, and then walked away. And the, the Baylor coach, who was then the assistant coach, Mike McCoy, said, uh, uh, Mike McCaw says, they were speechless. They didn't really know what the <laughs> heck that meant. And then fast forward a couple of months, darned if we don't win the NCAA. So that's one of my very favorite Dave Williams stories that I just heard a, a, a few months ago. Okay, you just heard it a couple months ago. Yeah. Hey, I called a shot. Yeah, called it. Mike, congratulations and being a Hall of Honor inductee, class of 2023. Enjoyed the conversation. Hope we, hope we have a chance to do it again. Thanks so much. Uh, it's a great honor, and I, I appreciate being uh, with you. Joining us now are our second conversation, Hall of Honor class of 2023, Sonia Watkins-Ellis, who played with the women's basketball team 1982 through 86, over, set, over 1,750 points, which ranked second in program history, three-time MVP at the University of Houston, and was also Southwest Conference Player of the Year in the 1985-86 season. Congratulations. This is a really cool Thank moment, you. isn't it? Yes, it is. I'm very excited. How special is this for you to, to come back, be honored by the university where you, you had such a decorated career? Um, I am very honored. I, um, The way I look at it, it's so many people who've come through the university and for them to choose me um, thinking or saying that I am one of the best, I appreciate that. So it just feels wonderful. Once upon a time, you had to choose Houston. I like to know the, the story <laughs> of how all of our great athletes got to Houston. Okay. Well, what's your story and how you ended up at the University of Houston? My story was um, I had two schools I was choosing from, which was the University of Michigan, because I'm from Detroit, and then the University of Houston. I took visits to both uh, locations, but for some reason, Houston felt like home. They made me feel like home. And I had to think about wherever I went, it needed to be like family. And because I was going so far away, and so um, the coaches and the teammates, they all became my second family. Do you still live around town? Or? I surely do. So you, you have a new home. You had a new home. I do. I do. <laughs> Take me back to some of your favorite memories whenever you were here. What, what are some things you look back at at your career that, that sticks out more than anything else? Um, well, if you have more than one, we'd be happy to hear all of them. Yes. Well, I used to love when we played Texas. The University of Texas women was winning championships back then. But whenever I went and played at their facility, it was always jam-packed. And I love that because every time they would try to taunt me and cheer, <laughs> I looked at it as if they were cheering for me. And so I would have my best games against University of Texas. See, I was never any good at sports like you, but that would be my favorite thing. Is yes. going, like, I don't think there's a better sound in sports than silencing a road crowd. Yes. Because they're yes. sitting there yelling at you, they're booing you, and you, I mean, it's your way of telling them to shut up, basically. It was. I mean, <laughs> I just played on, and there's nothing they could do about it. And surprisingly, I would still make player of the year. Um, and Texas won, I believe, the championship that year. So that is a good feeling. Yeah, you had a good season. I wanted to ask you, how have you seen the women's game evolve over the years since, since your playing days were done? It's... 
It's a little different. You know, when I played, we did not have the three-pointer. Um, you know, we had to score everything either in the paint or if we shot on the outside. It was only worth two points. And so if you think about setting records, records would be different or my scoring would be higher if we had that back then. I think also we started with the larger ball when I first started playing, and then we moved on to the smaller women's size ball. So things were a little different. I guess now I'm really telling my age. So, <laughs> but yes, those are a few things that are changed. Um, I like how some of the, mo a lot of the teams are going to three point is the game and they want all your players to be able to shoot that three point from your point guard to your post player. And I like that because it opens it up, you know, for that post that they used to push inside the paint and say, get where you belong. Now they want them to shoot the three, and that's a wonderful thing. It's all about spacing. It is. Got to space the floor. Sonia, congratulations. Thanks Thank for taking you. a few minutes to talk with us. Enjoy the evening. This is great. I will. Thank you. Sonia Watkins-Ellis stopping by. Life moves, and we move with it, until back, neck, or shoulder pain hits, which brings us to a stop. That's why there's the Joint Chiropractic, a national network of chiropractic clinics that keep people moving, healthy, and active. At the Joint Chiropractic, you never need an appointment or insurance, and we're open evenings and weekends. Visit today and keep your life moving with our $29 new patient special, including exam, consultation, and adjustment. Visit thejoint.com for details. Plumbers Local 68 skilled journeymen and apprentices are proudly serving Houston, Beaumont, Bryan College Station, the Coastal Bend area, the Rio Grande Valley, and 62 other surrounding counties. Doing it right the first time, Plumbers Local 68. For more information, visit us on the web at www.plu68.com. That's www.plu68.com. Joining us now at the Hall of Honor Class of 2023 is Rick Brewer. Rick played baseball at the University of Houston, 1966-1967. Career ERA of two right on the nose, which is third in program history. Rick, thanks for taking a few minutes. Congratulations on tonight. Congratulations on being one of the inductees. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. We had a, a really great team, lots of good teammates. Some of them are not with us anymore, but uh, it was good. Who's here with you tonight? What's that? Who's here with you tonight? Oh, this is my grandson, Tyler. Um, he's uh, in middle school here in San Antonio. But he's a football player, baseball player, chess club, uh, got a black, brown belt karate. Boy knows a lot of stuff. He's wow. uh, GT, he's honors classes, and he's pretty smart. Rick, did he get it all from you? No. <laughs> he got it from his mom and dad with Rebecca. <laughs> What does this honor mean to you, to, to be inducted well, into the I, UBH I, It's honor. just a, a, a great thing because uh, I've had so many good teammates, and uh, we would, you know, I didn't do anything I couldn't have done without those guys that are that were there. And like I said, some of them are no longer with us. But uh, my old coach here, Coach Levette Hill, he said baseball is a is a team sport, and you pitchers, uh, you don't win games, you just keep us from losing. And so, uh, but uh, it was good. And what I really learned is you don't quit. You don't quit whatever you're doing. Not, not just baseball, but everything after that. Well, the ERA of two is going to win you some ball games, though. Yeah. <laughs> which, which you had. I wanted to ask you about Coach Hill, because 
You know, I haven't, uh, I have never had the chance to meet him. Haven't heard a whole lot of stories from players who played under him. What, what was he like? What do you remember about him? Uh, he, he was, well, of course, we had just like one coach, and uh, he was a, a very rounded guy. knew a lot. He uh, was. It's kind of funny. He used to chew tobacco, and you didn't want to get too close to him because he'd get on your uniform. <laughs> uh, but he, he was uh, just a good guy. He told me, you know, pitchers, you guys can't hit. You don't take batting practice. Just go run. So I had to go run. Yeah. Uh, but he was a really good guy. He uh, he would support you on everything you tried to do. And uh, uh, I, I miss him a lot, actually. Two times the University of Houston has been to the College World Series. Uh, the time that you went was the, the most recent time, the last time that U of H has been there. What do you remember about that year, finishing runner-up in the in the country? I I think uh, uh, it's again. I have to go back to we had such good players who could do things that they were different, but they were really good depending on what the situation was. And we had defensive players that were incredible. Uh, they could catch the ball. I, uh, I was pitching, and I, I Coach Hill told me, "You're so slow." The batters are going to tear up thinking how hard they can hit the ball. And so, <laughs> and that's true. He said that. Uh, so, uh, but, uh, but actually, I, I miss the teammates. I really do. He recruited you to Houston. What was the story about you choosing U of H to, to play your ball here? Yeah, I had gone, uh, I grew up in Pasadena, played ball there, and then went to San Jacinto for true college. And then uh, uh, came uh, again and thought, well, heck, I'll keep trying to play in the last two years. And uh, I, I did. I, I was working at night. I worked at 7-Eleven. I didn't have a scholarship or anything until uh, my senior year. Uh, but it was uh, just a great uh, – he helped me a lot uh, doing doing things. Uh, so got lucky, really. I did. Well, we might have to get the staff on and see if you're the first walk-on in the Hall of Honor. Yeah. I imagine there's not too many walk-ons that are in the Hall of Honor, like, like the, the accomplishment you yeah, were able to achieve. I, you know, I don't know, but uh, again, I was so lucky to have him as a coach and uh, and my uh, teammates as players. They, they, were, they were real good. Bill Warrell was there in 66, you know, yeah. and uh, just some uh, really, really great guys. How was Bill as a baseball player? He told me he wasn't very good. Well, <laughs> I thought he was okay. He was a really good interviewer. Yeah, uh, he could, uh, uh, and he did that to me after I came back. Went in the military, and came back to watch a game, and he interviewed me at that, that, that time. But uh, I know he did that, and he also interviewed. Didn't he do for the Astros? Yeah, he turned, turned out all Astros. right. Astros, Rockets. Yeah, but when I left here in '67, went in the military. I never came back. Yeah. Uh, never lived back here. Uh, uh, stayed 26 years in the military, but it was um, again. You you apply what you learn in that younger age. And uh, that's what I did, I think. Uh, just I didn't have fear of doing anything. Uh, and that's it. Tyler, Tyler's that way. Yeah. He's a good, he doesn't have no fear. Tyler, you, uh, you take after your, your grandpa here. How many positions do you play? Uh, I used to play pitcher, but then I switched to center field. Okay. Were you throwing like your grandpa? Was you like making the hitters cry? Or? <laughs> <laughs> well, not yet. <laughs> you show him the gas, don't you? Yeah, he's a lefty, low. though. He throws left-handed. Oh, you have a better chance to succeed if you're yeah. left-handed. Yeah. Yeah. Last one I'll ask you, Rick, and I'll let you go on about your night. What was your most memorable moment at University of Houston? Oh, gosh, the most memorable was in 67. Uh, at the end of the season, we had got into the playoffs, and we were playing UT in Austin. 
and uh, we had won the first game, they had won the second, so we played the third game in Austin, and uh, whoever won got to go to the World Series. Well, after we were, you know, batting in the top of the ninth, they were beating us three to zero. We had two outs, nobody on, and they stopped the game to talk about the coach that's retiring. And when they started the game again, we scored four runs and beat them four to three. <laughs> and that wow. was the most incredible thing I've ever been in. I saw that. It was the uh, one of the regional championships, best of three. Yeah. It was yeah. The last game you won by a run. I was going to ask you about that. And yeah, the, and that was in Austin, too. And they stopped the game. They stopped it for like 20 minutes to talk about, I think it was Coach Falk, Bill Falk. He was retired. Oh, yeah, and they they just fought yeah. apart there yeah. in Austin. That That is the most amazing story I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> they stopped was. the game, it two outs, incredible. nobody on. You're down 3 nothing, top of the ninth, and you rally yeah. to score four in the ninth to go to the college And this World was Series. on their field, the old field that had the real high fence out there, the cliff. Yeah. And we hit a ball up on the cliff, and they had to go up there and get it, and that's how we scored. <laughs> that might be the greatest rally in college baseball history. Yeah. That, yeah, that no one talks about. Rick, congratulations. Thank you very Tyler, much. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate you, you coming by. And okay, thanks, enjoy guys. Enjoy the evening. Enjoy the congratulations. Rick Brewer, baseball, 1966-67, member of the uh, last University of Houston baseball team that went to the College World Series. Joining us now at the Hall of Honor, Class of 2023, special podcast on Coog's Corner, is Sandra Glover, track star in 1990-91, All-American 1991 conference, uh, conference titles in the 100-400 meter hurdles as well. Sandra, congratulations. Thank you. What does this mean to you, to have this night being recognized as, quite frankly, one of the greatest athletes in University of Houston history? Um, this is a great honor. Um, I never thought I would reach this level, but I'm so happy and thankful for being nominated or being inducted into the Hall of Honor. One of my favorite things to ask track stars, because I was never very fast, when <laughs> did you know you were fast? Well, actually, I guess eighth grade, I was introduced to track and field. Um, my PE coach was like, hey, you know, you're going to ninth grade, you're going to high school. I'm going to introduce you to the sports. And so we went through all the events in track and field. And when we, when we were rehearsing the hurdles, she was like, oh, you take three strides in between the hurdles. And I was like, oh, okay, three strides, I can do that. And I think from that point, I knew that I was a hurdler. Yeah. I mean, because I was just natural at, at hurdling, jumping, running and jumping. So it just came natural to you, huh? It just came natural. I really didn't have any... any other than the introduction in the eighth grade, and I think my ninth grade year, um, I actually had a track coach. Um, she was familiar with the, uh, with the events in track and field. But after that eighth and ninth grade introduction, um, that was about it. The rest of my coaches were football coaches. So basically what um, uh, Coach Frost, uh, actually, uh, I don't know if you know Scotty Frost. He coached a little bit at Nebraska. Oh, sure, yeah. His mother... They lived in Palestine for like two years. So his mother actually introduced, well, she was the one who gave me a little bit of instruction for the hurdles. Um, I believe she's an Olympian. Uh, she threw the discus. Wow. So, but yeah, it's, Scotty Frost. It's fascinating to me that it's three <laughs> strides and a jump. Like, is it three strides and a jump for everybody? Because some people are taller than others. Uh, yes, three strides Wow. for everybody. I mean, yeah. Tell me the story of how you ended up at the University of Houston, Coach Tellez, you know, Hall of Fame coach. What, what's that story from you going from Palestine to the University of Houston? Well, actually, um, after high school, I went to Stephen F. Austin for two years, 
And uh, my first year I did well at Stephen F. Austin. And then there was just a coaching change my sophomore year. And great coach, just felt like, you know, there was just so much more in me. And um, I just decided, hey, let me, let, me, let me look and see what else is out there. And so um, I wrote letters to, right now they have the portal. So now kids are going into the portal. That's the big thing now. But back in the uh, late 80s, early 90s, I had to actually write a letter to every school in the Southwest Conference because that was the conference. So Texas A&M, Baylor, TCU. So I wrote a letter to all the coaches and I think Texas A&M was the first school to respond. And they were like, hey, you wanna come for a visit? We'd love for you to come. And I was like, that didn't quite work out. And so U of H was the second response. Uh, Coach Howie Ryan, he was like, hey, you know, I like your marks. Um, we need a hurdler. Would you like to come for a visit? And then when I came in for a visit, I met Coach Tom Telez, and um, we hit it off. And um, I love the, uh, the, the winning culture of the program and just getting there, seeing all of the, the titles and the, the, the awards and just also there were so many, uh, like Santa Monica Track Club was training out there at the time. And then also the team itself was just a lot of junior Olympic champions, state champions. And I was like, oh, okay, this, this, is, this might be a good little fit for me. And so I just decided, I accepted the offer. And then after that, my first year at U of H, which was, well, my junior year, I ended up just qualifying for nationals. Wow. So I'd say my little move paid off. <laughs> so I'm glad I trusted my gut, yeah. and I and I I went for it. You had to win it too, you know, to write yeah. the letters. Like not many people would have done that, no, especially no, now kids, nowadays. They don't know how to write. <laughs> Definitely not. You're right. About, you're right about that. If it doesn't have anything to do with that phone, then no. <laughs> Now, you parlayed that into uh, participating in the 2000 Sydney Olympics. Yes, how, yes. How, how awesome was that to, to oh, represent that your awesome. country? Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I was excited. Um, I won the uh, Olympic trials, and I actually, look, I used to think I was fast until Sydney, <laughs> but I did have the Olympic trials record. So, And then Sydney came, and then, uh, you know, but anyways. If my notes but, are right, yeah. though, you finished sixth in the world. That's pretty fast. Yes. Yeah, so from that point on, so after the um, making the team, um, from that point on, I, um, I was like top 10 in the world for about 10 years straight. That's, uh, that's amazing. What's your favorite memory at U of H? Oh, favorite memory. I don't know. To me, I just thought it was, okay, favorite memory. We were at Penn Relays, and... You know, Penn Relays, it's a really a long event. Yeah. I think we, we would leave out on Tuesday and we wouldn't return until Sunday. So my races probably were like on Thursday. So Thursday, you know, I did well. And so I'm thinking, oh, okay, we're here until Sunday. Let me just go tour the city. And then I get this, this not a call. I don't think we had phones back then. <laughs> but at my coach, the assistant coach, Mike Takaha, he was like, hey, Sandra, we need you for the four by eight. I was like, four by eight? I was like, no, no, hurdles, hurdles, hurdles. And he was like, no, Sandra, we need you for the four by eight. Because one of the girls, you know, she got hurt. And I was like, Mike, are you sure about this? And he was like, we need you, Sandra. He was like, please do this for me. I was like, okay, I, whatever I have to do, I'll do it. And so 
you know, just being unfamiliar, not, you know, with the event, I was like, what do I do? And he was like, oh, just, just stay with the pack. So I just stayed with the pack. I stayed in the back and then, you know, went through that first lap, went another 200 meters and got to the last 200 meters and was getting ready to kick. And I, you know, I felt like, hmm, I still got some more in me. So let me just try to make my move. So I'm making my move, getting ready to pass everybody. And my left arm brushed up against one of the ladies in the baton, my goodness. I think it stayed in the air for about forever. And then finally, it hits the track, it bounces up, bounces up and down, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. So I grabbed the baton and I just took off running. <laughs> and so, the end of the race, Mike was like, wow, Sandra. He was like, after all of that, he said, you still ran an extremely fast split. <laughs> and so I don't know if it was the panic at the end, but <laughs> you forgot about everything else. I just forgot about it. I was just so, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm letting my teammates down. But Now you're coaching at the University of Houston. What's it like to, to be in the profession and then teach you know, young track athletes, much like you were taught you know, back in the early 90s? I love it. I love it. I, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's, you really have to be, when you are, like during this time, you have to be a flexible coach. And you really have to just meet the athlete where they're at. And, you know, with my group, so if I have 12, 10 athletes, then I have to have 12 or 10 personalities. So that's basically what I do. I try not to, I try to meet them where they're at. And then if I do that, then I'll have, I've had success, you know. Well, I had success my first year, so. Congratulations on your honor. Uh, enjoy the evening. Pleasure talking to you. Sandra Glover, track star, 1991 All-American in 1991 and inducted to the Hall of Honor Class of 2023. Cooked Corner is brought to you in part by the Joint Chiropractic. Life moves until back, neck, or shoulder pain brings us to a stop. That's why there's the Joint Chiropractic, the official chiropractor of the University of Houston Athletics. To receive our $29 new patient special, visit thejoint.com today. Our next guest on our Cougs Corner podcast, Hall of Honor class of 2023, is Michael Bourne. Bourne played baseball for the Cougars from 2001 through 2003. Freshman All-American, there was a back-to-back all-tournament honoree in the regionals, super regionals. The only Houston Cougar baseball player as well to be a two-time Major League Baseball All-Star. Michael, congratulations into joining the Hall of Honor. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a great honor to be a part of this. Uh, celebrate tonight, uh, take in the moment, and, uh, you know, just – just be thankful for all the times that I've had at U of H and passed on to U of H and, and, and with the Astros and kept going on past that. What does this mean to you? Because, you know, you once a baseball player growing up in high school, you're looking for a college. Then you play at U of H, have tremendous amount of success, go to the bigs, tremendous amount of success. To, to come back and be honored as one of the greatest athletes in the University of Houston history. I, I love it, man. Uh, I'm, I'm more thankful than anything. I think I'm, I'm 40 now, so I, I see it from a little different perspective. I'm retired from baseball. Uh, I'm glad my parents are still alive to enjoy it. Uh, I'm married, so I got my kids to see this. You know, they can see some of the legacy I've left. I hopefully leave for them. And uh, some of the hard work that you have to put in, I want them to know, you know, you're really celebrating more than just getting, you're not, you're celebrating getting honored, but you're celebrating the hard work that you put in and the sacrifices you have to put in to, to get to this point. And uh, getting to this point, like you said, it's not easy. Everybody doesn't get there, but yeah. you have to have a sacrifice in you that's, that's, that's different than a lot of people that's out there and discipline. Who's inducting you tonight? My father. That's got to be a little extra special, huh? Yes, it does, because he's the one that put the bat in my hand. And 
I'm not gonna lie to you. I was very hard headed growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I was very hard headed growing up, and and uh, he would always let me know who was boss, but I always tried it. But for the patience that he had to deal with me and uh, put the bat in my hand and go out there and after being up to work for 12 hours to come out and coach us, uh, you know, as a parent now, I understand that. You know, I understand what he did for me, and uh, that 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 jump started my career. What are the biggest lessons you remember that he taught you on the ball field and in life? Discipline. Uh, discipline. You know, uh, he was he was a man that, that, that believed in discipline. Uh, he would let me know, like I said, if I if I was out of line, he would he would discipline me the right way. Uh, he made us take naps before the game. They carried <laughs> over to me in college and into the big league. So I did that throughout my career. But it's just those little things and worth that. Thing. He had those two things. One story he always told me was at Thanksgiving one night, and um, it was like seven thirty. And he goes to work at three in the morning, pretty much three or four in the morning. He went to sleep while everybody was like, you know, up, dancing, you know, partying, doing whatever they were. We in the house. I was like, Daddy, where you going? He said, I'm going to sleep. He said, I got to get up in the morning. And for me, that that I I took that. He didn't he didn't tell me. He showed me. He went straight to the bedroom, and that was it. And I and I love seeing that from him because now I know what that means. He's going to work a job every day, so I took that and put that in my repertoire as well. One question I've been asking every inductee tonight is how they got to U of H because we're seeing the you know we're seeing the reward tonight with everybody that's going to be honored but to start the story you had to choose Houston and you had to be recruited to Houston what was your story to end up at oh, U of man. H so coming from story, Nimitz? My story from U of H is, is a little bit different uh coming from Nimitz I was not highly recruited uh Sam Houston came and watched me for a couple games but nothing major uh I signed with Galveston Junior College and I did not sign with U of H or did not get recruited by U of H until after my senior season. I was playing with Travis Tully, who's a former, who's a former uh, U of oh, H Cougar yeah. alumni. His father had a team called the Houston Bombers. And I played with them. Uh, Mr. Starr and Waterhill Starr, the rest of his soul, actually asked me if I wanted to play. I was at his house one day. Go in. I ended up playing center field. But a lot of our tournaments at University of Houston. So I'm up there playing. After about three or four tournaments, U of H come up to me. This is probably around, I would say, mid-July almost, something like that. And they, they was like, we want to offer you a scholarship. And that's how the ball got rolling. I went home and told my daddy. Coach Whitting was the one that came and asked me. And from there, I told my daddy I had to make a, I had to make a choice because at that time, I got drafted by U of H. But, I mean, I, got, I, I, I was, could go to U of H, but I got drafted by the Astros. Signed to go to junior college. Back then, they had a draft and follow. So if I go to junior college one year, the Astros still own my rights, and I can go with them. But if I go to U of H... Now I lo they lose my rights and I got to stay there three years. Well, in my mind, I felt like I hadn't played enough baseball yet to even go pro play pro ball. Now, would I have learned how to play? Of course, you know, I think I would have still made it. But I felt like that was the right decision for me. And sitting here tonight, I know it was the right decision for me. Incredible patience and that discipline. Yes, you know, that yes. discipline, it's a tough yes. decision to make. What's your most memorable moment as an athlete at U of H? Athlete at U of H, I guess LSU my sophomore year, the first game, I didn't take command in center field. I actually let a ball drop between right and center. And uh, my coach got in the locker room, Coach Noble, and got on me, jumped on me in front of everybody, let me know how, how you know, we had a weak link in center field. And, wow. oh, he, he got on me, you know. But <laughs> I didn't mind that. I, I, I came up like that. My daddy was a coach like that. And so he knew how to get the best out of me. It was not him getting on me, like, trying to belittle me. I didn't take it like that. He was trying to get the best out of me. And he knew how to push my buttons. He knew what kind of player I was. So the next game, I made, a, I made a, a catch against the wall that saved the game. I actually look like Michael Jordan jumping up and catching it. I have a picture of it. Uh, it goes around the school in the, in the building, in the, in the facilities right now. Uh, probably my best catch of my college career. 
I would even put it against some of my catches in the big leagues. It was, it was just that good to me. Uh, and he came in and he, and he gave me love after that. So he wasn't one that didn't show love when you did good because he showed love when you did good as well. So he knew how to get the best out of me. And I hope he's here tonight. I, I really do. The entrance of the ballroom, you haven't seen this yet. They have seven pictures of the seven inductees, and the picture they have of you is making that catch. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that yet. So yeah. that is my that is my memorable moment. So it, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, I went and got it, and the team celebrated afterwards. And, man, I'm not going to lie, that was a yeah. adrenaline rush. That's, that's for, cool. For that's, your, lifetime. that's awesome. That's your favorite moment because you're going to see that picture tonight. Yes. Uh, 2002, 2003. You know, 2002, you get to a Super Regional, up one nothing on Texas in the Supers. Texas wins the last two. They go on to win the national championship. 2003, kind of the magical run in the College Station Regional, three seed, beat the Aggies in College Station, up one nothing against Rice. They would go on to win the national championship. But what do you remember about those runs going deep into the, you know, the college baseball regional, super regionals? So one thing that's, that's crazy, what you just said, stats are, are crazy, is that we lost both, both teams. We were the only team to beat those teams in super regional, regional, all the world series. Wow. We lost the third game five to two both years. And that, and that was a crazy stat to me. But it was, I like the competitive nature of being in that atmosphere. You know, it's, it's hard to get that competitive nature in the minor leagues for real. Yeah. Uh, you get it a little bit, but you don't get it till you get to the big leagues. And to me, that college, that college atmosphere, it was lovely. I was playing against Coach Pierce, and he knew I wanted to beat him bad. <laughs> he was at Rice at the time, but I loved him. Rice had a great team. They had some great talent. Uh, some good pitchers over there with Jeff Neiman and Wade Townsend and Philip Humber. Uh, they always challenged us. So I love that. I love that atmosphere. I love that battle. Uh, I will go back and do it again, all over again. That was the best. Yes, best was. high stakes baseball. Yes, Nothing can beat that. Michael, no. congratulations. Thank Thanks you. for taking a Thank few minutes. Jeremy. We'll Thank enjoy you. the ceremony tonight. You know, we always have love with each other, <laughs> That's man. That's right. Thank you. Michael Bourne, Hall of Honor inductee class of 2023. Back on the Coog Corner special podcast at the Hall of Honor Class of 2023, being joined by tonight one of tonight's inductees, Case Keenum. Played football at the University of Houston, of course, from 2007 through 2011. NCAA record holder in passing yards, passing, passing touchdowns, total yards. Case, congratulations. Big honor tonight. Yeah, thanks, Jeremy. I appreciate it, man. This is uh, really cool. And I, I obviously had work today like we were just talking about and uh, definitely been uh, – uh, preoccupied, but to get here and to see this place and to see it decorated up, I mean, obviously, Tillman's done a great job with the Post Hoke Hotel. It's pretty swanky, but uh, it looks good in Cougar Red, doesn't it? It looks really good. You get the scarlet and white. It looks really good. What does this honor mean to you, being one of the greatest athletes University of Houston history? <laughs> I mean, it's it means a lot, man. It's special. Um, to share it with my friends and family tonight is really cool. Um, and cool is a a terrible adjective to use <laughs> for, you know, just how, how, how incredibly awesome and, and honored and privileged I am to, to get to do what I get to do and have, have done what I've gotten to, to, to do with, with the teammates and the, the, the friends and the people that I've, that I've, there's some friends right there that, uh, I mean, and to be able to share it tonight with everybody is, is pretty awesome. I don't mean any disrespect at all. In fact, I mean with the utmost respect. When you were recruited here, two-star recruit, dual threat, quarterback did you ever envision nights like tonight looking back at no, the career of case Keenum? never never no i mean when i got here i was just trying to make the team i was happy i had a scholarship you know uh coach briles recruiting me was the my only scholarship offer um and i don't know what i'd have been doing if it wasn't university of houston football uh 
probably coaching junior high football somewhere. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I might still be here next week. Who knows, man? Hopefully yeah. I still have a job. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible uh, to be here and to be part of University of Houston history, the, the, the cherished and, and really impressive history of, of, you know, so many people, including the other honorees tonight. I've been asking all the inductees, you know, how, what's the story getting to the University of Houston? You touched on that a little bit, the only scholarship that you got. Because without getting to Houston, there's not the induction into the, the Hall of Honor. Whenever you're coming out of high school, you know, you mentioned the recruitment process, the only offer that you got. Were there other things out there for you? Were there any coaches that were, you know, showing interest as a walk-on, things like that? I had a few uh, recruiting visits, unofficial Really no, uh, no scholarship offers, though. I mean, ACU, you know, my hometown said that I could probably come, uh, you know, if things didn't work out. But, uh, I mean, it was University of Houston. I was, I was a Cougar uh, or nothing else. <laughs> What's your uh, favorite memory, being a University of Houston Cougar? That's a tough one, man. I mean, I know it's – probably should have prepared for that <laughs> question. Um, You talking about games or just in general? I want to. I want you to answer that however you want to answer it. Um, the UCLA game, my my sixth year when I came back from the injury and got to play the same team that I'd hurt my knee against, and um, we we led like a like a twelve or thirteen play drive to go, uh, you know, the very first drive of the game, and we scored. Uh, and I remember coming off the field and just everybody that had been there for me, you know, the doctors, the trainers, the coaches, my teammates, uh, everybody being there and just, I don't know, just celebrating like all the work we'd put in. And I know it wasn't just the, the rehab at that time. It was, you know, it was the whole, the past five or six years, you know, that of getting to where we wanted to be. Um, so that was special. That was a good time. Uh, Asking my bride to marry me on Robertson Field uh, one night after a, after a date. That was, that was pretty special. On the field? Yeah. What yard line? Oh, it was 50 yard line. I mean, I wasn't going to do it anywhere else. Maybe the end zone. Maybe the I goal guess. line? Yeah, maybe the goal line would have been good. What do, you, uh, what do you think about Houston now in the Big 12? I love it, man. I love it. I think I've said this a long time, but University of Houston, the city of Houston deserves, uh, you know, a big time college football program and a, a college basketball program and a big time university uh, to be able to tier one status uh, to have a basketball team in the final four every year I mean it's there's, there's a lot for not just Houstonians but U of H grads everywhere and fans of University, of university of Houston to be very proud of and uh, I'm very proud to be a Cougar Case congratulations on the inductee tonight yeah, thanks, congratulations Case Keenum yeah. Hall of Honor inductee class of 2023 Life moves, and we move with it, until back, neck, or shoulder pain hits, which brings us to a stop. That's why there's the Joint Chiropractic, a national network of chiropractic clinics that keep people moving, healthy, and active. At the Joint Chiropractic, you never need an appointment or insurance, and we're open evenings and weekends. Visit today and keep your life moving with our $29 new patient special, including exam, consultation, and adjustment. Visit thejoint.com for details. Plumbers Local 68's skilled journeymen and apprentices are proudly serving Houston, Beaumont, Bryan College Station, the Coastal Bend area, the Rio Grande Valley, and 62 other surrounding counties. Doing it right the first time, Plumbers Local 68. 
For more information, visit us on the web at www.plu68.com. That's www.plu68.com. I hope you enjoyed all of those conversations. A great pleasure to talk to all of the the new Hall of Honor inductees. We'll make it up with Simon Fletcher. I'll hold him to that. Unfortunately, the logistics just didn't match up, but I am eager to have that conversation with Simon Fletcher. But congratulations to all, all seven of the newest Hall of Honor inductees, Mike Booker, Michael Bourne, Rick Brewer, Sonia Watkins-Ellis, Simon Fletcher, Sandra Cummings-Glover, and Case Keenum. Congratulations to them once again. All right, it's going to do it for this episode of Kooks Corner. Make sure you check in next time. Until then, I'm Jeremy Branham, and go Kooks.